On this episode of Locked On Grizzlies, we are talking Vince Williams Jr. He's come so far and yet still has so far to go. We'll talk about where he can grow his game. The arrival of an NBA Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it, son, in Memphis, Tennessee. You like how I did that to Michael? And we will lead off this episode. It is trade season. Pascal Siakam might be on the move to the Indiana Pacers. What kind of trades should the Grizzlies be looking for as the trade deadline approaches in the next few weeks? That and more on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to apologize to anybody that thought that there is some massive acquisition if you thought Locked On Grizzlies was breaking news. Uh, Scottie Pippen Jr. is arriving in Memphis. I'm sure DeMichael Cole has lots of insight on that. Uh, I have a little bit of insight on it. I'm not going to act like I'm a Scottie Pippen Jr. expert, but we will talk about what we know about the Grizzlies' latest two-way contract. Uh, a little bit of guard depth, and that's probably all that needs yeah. to be known right now. Uh, but we'll talk more about that and then some. Here on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, I am your host, Joe Monax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Very excited to hear what he has to say about our topics today. And very excited that you're joining us wherever you are joining us, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. To Michael and I appreciate you guys being with us here on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Again, free and available wherever you get your podcasts as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Whether you're an everydayer with us every time a new episode drops to Michael, we're inching closer and closer to that lofty 3,000 subscriber goal on YouTube. Thank you to everybody that is helping us get closer to that and Hopefully we break that plateau here by the end of the month. Uh, whether this is your first time checking us out, somewhere in between, to Michael Cole and I, deeply appreciative. And I'm also appreciative to Michael of trade rumors. You know how I get when it comes mm-hmm. to trade rumors. Even when it doesn't involve the Memphis Grizzlies. And this is a Locked On Grizzlies podcast. I'll get to the Grizzlies aspect of this. We always can find a tie-in. Yeah. That's why they pay us the big bucks, baby. That's why they got to Michael Cole and Joe Molinax rocking it each and every day here on Locked On Grizzlies because I am the master of the segue. And when it comes to segueing into this, Pascal Siakam, right? Yep. Potentially a future Indiana Pacer, as you listen or watch this episode, uh, listen All to talent. Episode, yep. might already be a Pacer. Uh, that was a rumor that broke on Tuesday night. Amazing talent. Doesn't necessarily help the Pacers with their gosh awful defense, which I think, uh, you know, Siakam's a good defender, but he doesn't solve that problem, I guess, is uh, my overall philosophy. It's much more of an offensive acquisition, which is scary in that way. But anyway, I digress. It's trade season. Tyrese Halliburton perhaps getting a uh, new partner to dance with, so to speak, in terms of Siakam uh, potentially coming to the Pacers. The Grizzlies enter this trade season in an interesting place because they are – Playing better than maybe they're expected to play, at least at the moment. They don't have a ton of healthy tradable options. 
Mm-hmm. What are you looking for the Memphis Grizzlies to do to Michael as the trade deadline draws near? Do you see them as a buyer potentially in terms of, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. has been mentioned a couple of times by Mark Stein and others in theory. He's a really nice kind of long-term partner next to Jaron Jackson Jr. Are you somebody who's more of the mindset to try to take on an additional asset, maybe mm-hmm. to pair in a future bigger trade down the road? We talked about moving on from the Correct. lottery pick that the Grizzlies are likely to get this coming summer. As trade deadline comes closer, how would you approach it if you were GM Cole of the yeah. Memphis Grizzlies? And and then perhaps how do you think the Grizzlies are going to approach it? Throw you for a loop a little bit here, Joe. Ooh, uh, because, I like loops. Because I think, I think there'll be buyers and sellers in different ways. At the end of the day – they're buying. That's not a loop. That's a cop out. That, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, that's not a. That's not a, a strategy. Loop. That's a, there is strategy. Loop you loop. You're looping me. So they're buyers. I'll just say that. They're, they're buyers. It, but but the way that they're going to buy their way into this thing, you you'll like it. it. The sellers is just because I think they they're, they're going to have to get rid of some players in order to beat the buyers that um you know they're capable of being. Now let's start here before I kind of get into it. You know the roster crunch that is the Memphis Grizzlies right now. 15 players under contract. Most of those players are not only under contract for this season, uh, they're under contract for next season. So uh, you got got a bunch of guys that it'll hurt you financially if you release them. And so it's not as simple as going out and signing free agents, going out and, you know, uh, signing draft picks because the roster is so kind of, you know, bumbled up right now that you're going to have to get rid of someone. How do you get rid of them? The trade deadline is the time for the Grizzlies to get involved. I think we can really see the Grizzlies being kind of that third team factoring into some deals. Remember, we haven't been talking about it much lately because it's so far down the line of things now. But that Dylan Brooks trade exception is still out there. And that's about, I think, $7.5 million that the Grizzlies can play around with. They put that in a trade, and it'll allow the Grizzlies – to kind of absorb that money in addition to the uh, salary coming in. With that being said, here's the players that I'm looking at that potentially be traded. And this is not Intel-based at this point. You know, once we kind of discover some things, I will I'll, – I'll share it on here. But at this point, uh, this is just GM Cole, as, as you said. And I'm GM thinking, Cole. okay, look at this. Jake Laravia not really playing much. He's hurt now. So you're not really – you can't see too much right now. He's a first-round pick, so he's under contract next season. Uh, Zaire Williams, I mean, it is what it is. Even David Roddy. I, I like Roddy. I think he's been playing better as of late. But you got to realize the Grizzlies don't have a lot of roster options and flexibility right now. You have to create that flexibility. I know a lot of people want to say John Conchar. I'll even throw his name in there. But you got to remember, the Grizzlies signed him to an extension. So it's probably going to be a little bit harder to get off of his deal uh, than some of those other ones. What did the Grizzlies take back? This is where I think they become buyers. That's the seller point because I think in order to give up some of those guys, you may have to, you know, say, hey, I'm going to attach a second round pick or, you know, a protected first in some cases, depending on however the Grizzlies want to do it. Because I think there are other teams out there, uh, some young teams, for example, a Detroit Pistons, San Antonio Spurs type team, maybe not those exact teams, but those are the caliber of teams that you could get to absorb money and absorb, you know, a Jake LaRavia contract, and you don't really get much back. Now, where the Grizzlies can work to get something back is factor into be the third team in some of these deals. For example, you hear the Hawks. No one's safe in Atlanta 
except two players, according to reports, Trey Young, Jalen Johnson. So you know what? That means Clint Capella could potentially be available. We talked about Clint Capella a little bit on here. Now, how does it happen? Listen, this is just me spitballing a little bit here. I can't wait to see what Joe Mullinax thinks. But I know Joe is, is one of the people who, you know, Stephen Adams will be coming back next season on the final year of his deal, for example. We expect him to be healthy. Remember, this surgery is supposed to be the one that cleans everything up and puts all the knee issues in, in the in the rearview mirror. Uh, what if the Grizzlies say, hey, it's the last year of his deal. He's coming off a big surgery. Let's throw him into that deal, go with a more surefire option in Clint Capella and acquire him. Get him at the end of this season, get him for the last few months of this season, and go into next season with him potentially as your starting center around that group. Basically, what I'm saying is the Grizzlies should approach this trade deadline not thinking about this year. It's like everything else that we've talked about, Joe Monax, uh, thinking about the next season and the future of this Grizzlies team. The center position is going to be huge. Uh, personally, again, I'm 100% fine with the Grizzlies going with Steven Adams until next season. I, I think Steven Adams is a great option. But it, it is it would not be surprising to me to see the Grizzlies, you know, go out and pursue. You mentioned Wendell Carter. I, I don't think he's an upgrade personally. But uh, I, I, it would not surprise me to see them pursue that type of player, Clint Capella, and kind of just be that third team that factors into one of those deals. But at the end of the day, Nothing happens until you kind of can move some of these younger players. It starts there. The Grizzlies cannot go into next season with all of those young wings still on the roster. Somebody's got to get moved because if those guys are still on the roster, guess what? There's no flexibility to go out and get that uh, center or, you know, another forward or or that backup point guard, whatever, whatever you think the Grizzlies need. There's no flexibility to do that if they don't address uh, the wings and get, I don't think all of those guys should be on the roster going to next season. They shouldn't be on the roster. I do think some sort of consolidation trade is going to happen. And we'll talk more about specific types of trades on future episodes of Locked on Grizzlies. We don't want to completely uh, give away everything in one show. It's a long season. But I will point to the rumors that have started to trickle out of New York with the Knicks. And to me, the kind of trade that is exciting to me is a trade for somebody like a Quentin Grimes. And you've got somebody there in New York who maybe you attach a first-round pick, as you alluded to, or a couple of seconds, and you send out a Jake LaRavia, a David Roddy, a John Conchar, whoever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar player in terms of position, right? But mm-hmm. it's a higher-quality player. It's a player that you go into next season, similar time frame and timeline to the core that's already in place, you go into next season saying, okay, this guy we know can be a reserve guard that can score off the bench, right? And as you go into the next season, that consolidation trade becomes a little bit more clear because the options for such a trade get dwindled down a bit. So whether it's at the yep. center position, reserve guard, I see. I, I would like to see them do something along those lines. And we'll talk about more specific names coming up on future installments of Locked On Grizzlies. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies, Vince Williams Jr. has been declared here, arrived, him, however you want to describe it, by Grizzlies fans, some media. I am totally on board with loving Vince Williams Jr. Again, Virginia Commonwealth University, stand up, right? I'm that guy. But I think we we maybe could pump our brakes a little bit. There's something that Mm -hmm. Vince Williams Jr., in fairness to him, has no control over that he could improve upon as the season goes on. And we're going to talk about that next 
here on Locked on Grizzlies as the opportunity presents itself. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride-or-die vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one whip, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride each and every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the real MVP and bring home a win. Keep your car alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to united states customers when we come back here on lockdown grizzlies we're talking how vince williams jr can improve at something that he hasn't had a chance to improve at yet stick with us on lockdown grizzlies welcome back to lockdown grizzlies i am joe mullinax joined by my co-host michael cole of the commercial appeal there in memphis tennessee we talked about the type of grizzlies trades we want to see being buyers while also not overly buying, maybe is a fair way to put it, or not being an overly aggressive seller, right? They can let things come to them is one of the beauties of their current situation. Another beauty of their current situation to Michael Cole is the fact that they've got a guy like Vince Williams Jr. who we can continue to see blossom in this new world that is him being a member of the Grizzlies core moving forward. But again, I want to. I've seen Grizzlies media members, so it's not just fans. It's not just Twitter Spaces people going crazy uh, for Gigi Jackson. I've seen media members. I've seen folks that have been following this team a long time talk about how Vince Williams Jr. is here. He's arrived. This is a guy that we've been looking for. I hope all that's true. But here is where I stand on Vince Williams Jr. in terms of everything that we've seen. He's a tremendously hardworking player. You did a great. Mm-hmm piece on him in the commercial appeal for people that haven't checked it out yet make sure you're going and reading it i just want us to pump the brakes and understand that vince williams jr is about to be asked to do something that he's never been asked to do before here is the schedule for the memphis grizzlies for the remainder of january okay they have game and i'm I'm not even going to name the team i'm just going to say games january 18th 20th 22nd 24th 26th 28th 29th quick uh math work there to michael over the last 13 days of the month of january they play seven games so that means they have a game every other night and then in one case at the end of the month they have a back-to-back at indiana and then at home against the sacramento kings all right so what's the point i'm trying to make vince williams jr has played well in the role that he was assigned He is about to be asked to be more at the NBA level. And you could argue if you watched him at college more than he was ever asked to be at VCU for a NBA basketball team. I want to see him consistently do it. And as I alluded to earlier in the show, he hasn't had the chance to do it. So it's not even necessarily his fault. I just want to see a larger sample size before we proclaim that he is something that he may or may not be in terms of being a value contract, which is true already, but how much of a value what he can be expected to be next season. It, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like John Morant in his rookie season, like playing 20, 30, 40 games, being proclaimed the best Grizzlies point guard in history. 
Mike, Mike Conley still existed, right? Now, John Morant has earned that over the last several years. I think that's fair to say. But I feel like we're rushing into this a little bit, Michael. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's it's a rush here because, like, I don't think anyone's expecting Vince Williams to be, you know, a superstar. He just – he fits – the role of what the Grizzlies need very well. Uh, I, Joe, this is this is one I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here because I, I, I don't think that that people are overreacting to to what we've seen from Vince Williams. You, you look at the way the season's played out; it's been nasty. I mean, the Grizzlies are uh, one of the worst record teams in the Western Conference, and out of nowhere comes this second round pick to kind of give you some hope that he can be paired uh, with the stars, you know, going forward. And uh, to add on to it, where, where can Vince Williams grow from here? Uh, you, you, the one thing I definitely agree with you 100% on is the consistency standpoint. You want to see him consistently stack uh, good performances together. The defense, I think, has been very plus, has been very consistent. Offensively, uh, he's made some threes in the last few games, two or three games. But before that, he went through a stretch. I think at one point he made like six or 35 three-pointers. So he's kind of went through, you know, a rough spell, but he's gotten back to making three. So you want to kind of see that level out a little bit, you know, as time goes on. But, I I mean, I like what we've seen from Vince Williams Jr. And going back to the point that I've been making, when he gets on the floor with John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and potentially a Stephen Adams or Marcus Smart or whatever the case may be, he's not going to have to do too much. Like, it's the ball's going to be in Jaws' hands or it's going to be in Des' hands. It may be in Jaron's hands. And outside of that, uh, they're not going to go out there and ask him like they're doing right now to, to run pick and rolls or to grab the rebound and, and kind of start the offense and initiate the offense. That's what he's having to do now. It's going to make him a better player, and it's going to make the Grizzlies a better all-around team. I still want to see him grow in those areas. Remember, I've said it as much as anyone. Playmaking is the weakness. It, it, it's, it's the weakness of his game. He He's very heavy on his left hand. You hardly see him go right, attacking the basket. He's very he's left-hand dominant. And teams are figuring that out. They will continue to figure that out. And that's why a lot of his shots you see it's three-pointers or it's it's left-hand dribble drives. Uh, That's the thing. But Vince Williams said something, Joe, the other day after the game, after they beat the Warriors, that really stood out to me. One of the best quotes of the night. And he was kind of asked about uh, this opportunity. Uh, I think I asked him, you know, just like, yeah, I did. I asked him, like, what does this opportunity kind of mean to you? Like, you're getting an expanded role. you that you pretty much just touched on, Joe. And listen to what he said. He said, it means a lot. This was the big part right here. Being able to go out there and make mistakes and knowing that we're going to learn from them while in the game, not having to look over our shoulders at the moment. The guys are going to come back, and we'll see how that's going to work out then. But honestly, I feel even with the last game, we're moving the ball a lot. Everybody got a lot of touches. People can't really guard us if we're moving the ball getting downhill. That stands out to me because at the end of the day, you want your players playing with confidence and a big part of confidence in basketball. It's it's different in every sport, but in basketball, a big part of confidence is when you make that mistake because you make so many mistakes in basketball. The game moves so fast. You, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you literally let a guy go past you on defense or you take a shot. That's not within the flow of the offense. You make that one mistake. You don't want to be thinking, man, I'm about to come out of the game. I just messed up. 
that was my opportunity. And that happens a lot with basketball players. But Vince Williams basically just said, there's no job to go pull off the bench right now. There's no dads to go pull off the bench. Coach, you're stuck with me. You got to play me right now. And he's letting Taylor Jenkins, he's letting them play through the mistakes. That's where I think Vince Williams can grow. I'm, mistakes are okay right now. It's kind of like summer league in a way. You know, make the mistakes. You want to see the playmaking area of his game improve. If he if he becomes, he doesn't have to be anything great as a playmaker because when he shares the floor with those other guys, he just has to be able to drive to the right a little bit more, drive to the left, kick the proper passes out to Desmond, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Moran, et cetera. And he's going to be the perfect role player for this team. I want to stress before I get yelled at on YouTube and elsewhere. I like <laughs> Vince Williams Jr. I know you I don't do. I know think you do. it was a mistake to sign him in any way, shape, or form. I think it was yeah. a great contract. I and I think we brought up Lou Dort when the extension was signed. Yeah. And yeah. how Vince Williams Jr. is likely to be that type of contract, one of the best values Herb in the Jones, NBA. Yeah. I, Herb Jones is another great example. I, I'm very much of that thought process. I just want to see it happen over an extended period of time before we make that proclamation. That's all. I don't want to super sim. I want to watch okay. these things occur. And again, as I've said numerous times, it's not his fault, right? Like this isn't something, he can't create something that hasn't happened yet, right? We're not doing a time heist like in the Avengers movies. That's not a possibility here. Yeah. He has to be given the opportunity. He's going to get the opportunity, as you just mentioned very well. And I just want to see him continue to take advantage of it before I make a bold statement about what I think he can be moving forward. That's all. And I, I think the best part of it is one way or another, more than likely for the better, it's going to shake out the way that it should. And the Grizzlies are going to get enough data to make that determination, which is nice to see. Uh, but as we finish up here on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, the Grizzlies did make a decision on two-way contracts. Uh, DeMichael Cole and I will talk about Scotty Pippen Jr., arriving in Memphis via that means and what his uh, addition to the roster means for the Grizzlies and the Memphis Hustles is a two-way deal. Talk about that next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by BetterHelp. Again, here in the new year, we're excited about all the good that can come our way, right? All the positive things, all the resolutions that we try to make to improve ourselves. New year, new you, Right. Maybe you're taking supplements every morning. Maybe you're trying to actually get on the treadmill every day, go to the gym, whatever the case might be, trying to find a way to feel better about yourself. We're here to tell you that you can feel good about how far you've come and still look at places to grow individually, thanks in part to BetterHelp. If you've ever thought about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Again, celebrate the progress that you've already made and continue that journey with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL season has wrapped up the divisional playoffs. Are approaching. Nobody knows that better than the Michael Cole. Go Pack Go. Uh, there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a 
$1 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is extremely easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Live same-game parlays, making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlay bets, finding such bets in the Explore tab and other kinds of bets. So much more can be done at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. To Michael, we've been praising the development system of the Memphis Grizzlies and the Memphis Hustle, right? We shouted out Jason March, the head coach of the Memphis Hustle, on our last episode of Locked On Grizzlies. The latest project has arrived, right? Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit, if you would, yeah. about the newest member of the Memphis Grizzlies organization, Scotty Pippen Jr.? Yeah, a lot of you recognize that name. You're Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, that's him. Scotty Pippen. That's Scotty Pippen. He is the Super son cool. of that Scotty Pippen. Now, it, for the the Middle Tennessee natives, you, you're familiar. You're familiar with this guy. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, went to Vanderbilt, played there three seasons, and was terrific in college. If you followed him in college, he uh, was a point guard. Actually, his freshman year was on a Vandy team that didn't win a lot, but had three future NBA players other than Saban Lee, Aaron Neesmith, who's carved out a nice role now with the Pacers. Saban Lee, I think, is with the Phoenix Suns right now. And Scottie Pippen Jr., he was a freshman you know, on that team. But three future NBA players. And without a doubt, uh, at the time, he was not on that team, but the next two seasons at Vanderbilt, first team All-SEC, terrific score, and that carried over into the G League. He went undrafted, uh, 6'1", and he has like a 6'5 and a half, 6'6 wingspan. So and that's kind of, you know, where you talk about the limitations in this game, not really a great shooter for a point guard. I think in the G League, it, it last two years, he shot around 32% from three-point range, but he is crafty. He is a creator. You know, that's a big part about the Grizzlies here. He's averaged over 20 points both seasons in the G League. 20 points over five assists. So you say, well, why hasn't he got a chance in the NBA at this point? Well, again, the shooting. The shooting is not plus uh, for him. Again, at his size at 6'1", you got to be able to shoot the basketball in the NBA today. Uh, he is very quick defensively. But, again, there are some limitations just from 6'1", 6'5 wingspan, whatnot. And he turns the ball over, over three-and-a-half turnovers each of the last two seasons in the G League. And you look at the assist numbers, you're talking about five-and-a-half assists to three-and-a-half turnovers. It's not really a point guard number. That's more you could live with that, you know, maybe with your shooting guard, but not with your point guard. So uh, decision-making is an area that he has to improve. But make no mistake about it, there is some very good talent here. This is a guy who's a prolific scorer at every level. At Vanderbilt, you know, in high school, he was a great scorer. At Vanderbilt, he was a great scorer. And with the South Bay Lakers in the G League, he has averaged over 20 points per game in each of the last two seasons. So uh, here's the thing. I think the Grizzlies, with this move, they added another guy who can create, not just for himself, for his teammates. Uh, the turnover thing, I think it'll be marginalized a little bit because, you know, with the way the Grizzlies like to play, uh, he's not going to be very ball dominant here. He's not going to come here and run, you know, James Harden pick and rolls. Like it, the Grizzlies get up and down. Whoever grabs the rebound and the way the team is right now, it's going to be featured around the other guys. It's going to be featured around Vince Williams. You know, David Roddy, Zaire Williams, Gigi Jackson, all those guys get an opportunity. He's going to be a filling option. So uh, we'll see, you know, what his long-term role is here because I think, again, the Grizzlies still have, you know, a couple draft picks in in in, in the offseason coming up. And more than likely, those players are going to have to be on two-way contracts at some point. Uh, Jacob Gilliard's status 
you know, is in question going forward as uh, we break that down. But Scotty Pippen Jr., I like the move just from the fact that you know you're getting a guy who's proven at every single level he's played basketball, scored a basketball. Uh, the playmaking part of it, he's decent. I think he's not He's not great. I think Jacob Gilliard is a better playmaker if you want to compare the two two-way uh, point guards that you have. But what he gives you that Jacob Gilliard doesn't is that ability to get in the lane, six one and a half, use that athleticism. He can finish. He has a nice pull-up jumper, and he, he, has, he can score in a bunch of different ways. Uh, so when he gets on the floor, expect buckets, expect points, expect someone who can – uh, be instant offense for this team off the bench. I'm excited to see uh, what type of role he brings to the Grizzlies. And especially for somebody that is not a prolific shooter, to average over 20 points a game the last two seasons in the G League, that's impressive. And it tells yeah. me that he has a skill set that will fit with the Grizzlies if they need him, right? Because I do think that's important to point mm-hmm. out too. They have Jacob Gilliard. But you also have to keep in mind that, you know, Derek Rose should return at some point, right? Maybe we can get an update on Derek Rose on our next episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Uh, you've got John Morant, Marcus Smart, and Desmond Bain, who are not returning anytime soon. Uh, they're out until, you know, Morant the rest of the season. But Bain and Smart, ideally, they're back, what, end of February, early March, yeah. something along those lines. So you've got somebody who can play within your system in terms of getting downhill, getting to the bucket. Can he create for others, find the open shooter? That's where things might get a little bit fishy, a little bit messy at the NBA level. But he has physical tools in place. And as you mentioned, for the Grizzlies to compete in these games moving forward, they're going to have to be able to defend. And I think Scottie Pippen Jr., not just because of his name, but he has the physical acumen, the length at the point guard position. He's going to be able to do that uh, to the extent necessary and the extent you would expect from a two-way deal. So uh, you're exactly right that they're going to have some tough decisions to make down the road, maybe not Scottie Pippen Jr. per se, but Jacob Gilliard has done good things. Lots of players have played well, and they're not all going to be on this roster when training camp opens in September of later this year. Lots of interesting calls to make, but there's plenty of time to discuss that in the offseason on Lockdown Grizzlies. For now, shout out to Scottie Pippen Jr., Welcome to Memphis, and maybe Scottie Pippen Sr. will show up for a game or two in FedEx yeah, for him that? Uh, now, now that Scottie Pippen Jr. is a Memphis Grizzly slash hustle player, at least for now. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out Locked on Grizzlies wherever you are checking it out, whether it's on YouTube, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, whatever. It is greatly appreciated. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. Become an everydayer if you haven't already done so. Join us each and every time an episode of Locked on Grizzlies goes live. DeMichael appreciates it, as do I. The next time we're together, DeMichael, uh, we can continue our conversation about where players can grow, right? We talked about Vince Williams Jr. a little bit earlier in the show. Maybe we can target another young player that's going to get a lot of opportunity and what we hope to see from that opportunity for them. Maybe we can continue to elaborate on where Memphis goes from here. And then, of course, they have a game on Thursday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So lots of different things that we can cover going into our next edition of the podcast. Definitely sounds good. And, I mean – you know, this, this game coming up against the Timberwolves is going to be an interesting one, and we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll dive into it. You know, I, I think 
you know, with the way the Grizzlies are playing right now, they're really hustling. Like we talked about it yesterday. Like that's the identity of this team right now. They're playing hard. You're not really like when Marcus Smart got on the team earlier this year, you know, it stood out, right? He was talking about mm-hmm. playing with more energy. That doesn't seem like that's going to be kind of a thing, you know, for the rest of the season. And you get to see some more Gigi Jackson. Back-to-back 20-point games. Can he make it three against one of the best defenses in the NBA? I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see, and it's going to be the start of a stretch. We can talk more about this as well. I mentioned how January uh, closes out for the Grizzlies. They're in a different city for each and every game. They only have one home game in this upcoming stretch. Uh, well, two home, home, two home games, but they're not in a row. So they're, every time they play, they're going to be in a different city, including Memphis. They'll be at home for a game in Orlando next week, and then they're on the road to Indiana. So uh, a, a challenging stretch about to start for the Grizzlies. But we talked about that last week in terms of this being a challenging stretch, and they've been 4-2. and two. Uh, So they're going to have a winning record to Michael, regardless of what happens against the Timberwolves. They will be at worst 4-3 and three in that seven-game run that we talked about potentially defining their season. Uh, pretty wild when you think about it. And again, that was before the John Morant injury and all of that craziness. So plenty of things to talk about on our next episode. Make sure you're with us and make sure you're checking out. If you haven't already done so locked on sports today, the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of locked on plus our national shows that cover every league. Go to locked on sports today on YouTube, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Grizzlies. Spread the good word. Locked On Grizzlies is here each and every day. DeMichael, myself, happy to talk Grizzlies basketball. Let us know how we're doing in the comments. Let your friends know that they should subscribe if they haven't already done so. And make sure you're staying locked in, please. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Wherever you get podcasts on YouTube, make us part of the process for NBA and Grizzlies content. We'll catch you next time on Locked On Grizzlies.